0: And I was crying out to God that I would not only get the job at Hardy's on Monday, but I would immediately get a promotion. And I was just asking God, please, please give me confirmation that you're hearing my prayer. And she says, and now, and she, she's an African-American young girl. And she says, and the funny thing is, God sent three older white men <laughs> to confirm it. <laughs> now, once again, Danville has, has been known from a negative standpoint from a racial issue between black and white.
1: Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started. A revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call, and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your Gifts and talents he's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says with God you can and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Today on The Kindling Fire, I have a new friend. Uh, There is a podcast guest that has come on the show um, called Steven Scoggins, who you may have heard about. Well, Steven and I uh, went to go see Sean Bowles in uh, Morningstar in Fort Mill, South Carolina recently. And on the trip there, I met our guest. And our guest today is Joseph White from Danville, Virginia. Thanks for joining, Joseph. Hey, uh, thanks, Roy, for having me. So I uh, got to sit in the back seat of uh, Stephen's tr- uh, truck when we were going to Sean Bolt's event. And man, Stephen, I'm sorry, Joseph was blowing my mind with his stories <laughs> of what God was doing just through his friends and him in Danville, Virginia. And I was like, Joseph, you've got to come on my show. He's like, What? what is your show? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, so let's let's kind of get started with Joseph. What what are you and your friends doing? What t- just talk a little bit about you know about yourself a little bit and just what your friends are doing uh, these days. Well, um,
0: basically, as a few guys we get together typically every Monday at an Edward Jones Conference Center, and specifically we go in the guy's uh, office and. We pretty much just get in there, see how everybody's doing, and we'll just begin praying in the spirit and ask the Lord to just reveal himself, whatever he wants to do, and pretty much, Whatever he directs is what we'll take time to do. Sometimes it's just pray for one another, but the vast majority of the times we will, after praying for one another, be directed by the Lord to go out into the community and minister to one another in the community just as we did at the office.
1: So, uh, on a practical note, are you all self-employed? Are some of you employees? Like, how do you guys set aside time? Because I know a little bit of the backstory. This, this is not just thirty minutes. Like, we're talking about a significant number uh, time sometimes on Mondays where you're just making yourself available.
0: Yeah. Now, um, so far, most of the guys, um, their work has them. Up- I guess, uh, let me see, one, two, three guys are business owners, another guy you know, works from home, kind of like you, and then uh, there's a couple guys from uh, different church staffs, so I guess Monday uh, they have a lot of flexibility. Okay, awesome. But we don't, we don't always meet only on Monday. We uh, have met other days. So.
1: And where did this idea come from? Like, what was the genesis of this?
0: Uh, our pastor preached a message um, from I think it was Matthew, and he said, you know, Jesus said, "Go heal the sick, and raise the dead, uh, etc." And so we we were talking. Josh Barrett specifically was the guy that I was talking to first, and he said, "Look, we need to get out there into the community and really put this into practice." And so we uh, set a date and started. <laughs>
1: i I love that's pretty that's pretty straight (laughs) 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 so you guys in a very practical sense just said you know what let's do this let's make ourselves available to god and see what happens now did you guys have a paradigm or thoughts about yeah we just wait on god and god directs us or was that new to you guys or was that yeah that's you guys already knew like how to do that
0: Well, we've been in small groups uh, together, as far as Josh and myself, since 2010, off and on. So we have been in in an environment where we'll just sit there silently listening for the Lord. So we have had experience with that before, yes.
1: Okay. Um, And and a little bit of what you were describing to me is that not everybody has had these experiences. We're going to go as a community, pray, and literally wait for God to say something. Uh, Can we talk a little bit about, like, what—I mean, your stories share this, but just at a high level, like, how has God shown you guys or directed you guys? Um,
0: He's directed from giving actual uh, pictures of a house to— pictures of people and all the way down to the exact clothing from one, I remember one time uh, this guy said, hey, I see this lady and she's about 60 years old. She has this color hair. She has an orange shirt. She has blue pants. And the Lord said blue pants, not blue jeans. And, and she's going to be at this restaurant eating lunch <laughs> and so we go to this restaurant and there she is sitting there and i have a picture of her and i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> and so you know it's, it's just been sometimes that dramatic sometimes we get a sense of hey we're supposed to go to this area and just wait and then certain things happen. People run smack dab into us, and um, and things develop from there. So it's, it's like every single week is uniquely different. And so, for me, life-changing.
1: Yeah, and I think I love about that is that God—so many people want to hear God's voice, and God varies the way that he speaks. And I don't think a lot of people understand that they think yep. it they speaks in a certain way and that's the, you know that's the little secret key they need to find to unlock you know all the things that God could do through them but in fact it's really varied and i love that you're saying it's not the same way every week i mean that's that. so much like god yeah <laughs> so true so, so true. Um, When Let me ask you about just the—and we'll get into your stories here in a second, but I'm still wanting to understand and help listeners understand sort of the dynamic of doing this in a group. Uh, Do people get confirmations like I saw that too, or does it—you just kind of go with, okay, well, you hear this, and so we're just going to go up with that. Like, how does more than one people get guidance? Um, I would say—
0: Many times, I'll be, I'm kind of the designated note-taker. And so, uh, I'll have my little notepad out. And as we're sitting there listening, we'll actually, you know, say, we'll just ask the Lord. Lord, you know, you're right here. Is there anywhere you want us to go today? And if so, can you let us in on where? And is there anyone specific you want us to connect with? And then we'll just begin praying in the Spirit, uh, or sit silently, and... And we all kind of have a feeling after everyone is heard because uh, m- many people will just, they'll kind of start opening their eyes and looking around because they have already heard something. And so we kind of wait on each other and then we'll just simply ask, what did you hear? What did you see? What did you feel? And whatever they heard, whatever they saw, whatever they felt, we write it down and then um, We kind of compare notes. We have had people hear the exact same thing. We've had people, as I think I mentioned to you before, you know, uh, I heard, let's see, Walmart. Uh, Then this other person says, I heard uh, the name Amanda. Then another person said, I heard this. And then we happen to go to Walmart, connect with that person, and the very experience happens the way the other person felt. So (laughs) it's just a neat, you know, trial by error, in a sense, experience. So yeah, it's just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. I mean, well, I mean, I say that living vicariously through you. I need to be doing this too, and so do the listeners, and that's why I have you on the show. Um, so the thing that um, a couple things there that uh, that I want to highlight is uh, God being able to use different. Components of something to provide guidance, so it's not coming from a single person. Um, yeah. You guys are trying to be somewhat, res- uh, you know, like, practical. Okay, well, let's see if there's any patterns to the things that we've heard. Yeah. Uh, and um, and you guys are taking risk. And, and the fact that you've been doing this for two years and you have such incredible fruit from doing this, uh, I, I think a lot of listeners... They're scared of the risk part, but <laughs> you know, sort of like, I'm this is stupid, like, what are we doing? But you guys seem to be bold enough to go and do it. Well, doing it as a team or as a group, uh, we have
0: a couple guys, they're like, oh man, uh, they would classify themselves as extreme introverts. And so by us doing it together, it has helped them step outside of that and risk even more. And sometimes we have literally, we will go to engage with someone, we connect with them initially, and then turn them over to the other person. Who's the introvert? So it thrusts them outside of their comfort zone immediately, but by them trusting, by us trusting each other, everyone has taken greater risks than they would have alone. That's so good. That's been, like I said, for me, as I said, it's personally wonderfully life-changing, but what's even more exciting for me is I have three daughters at home. Like I said, I'm happily married with three daughters, and my oldest just got married, but my three daughters and my wife, every time we go out, I come home, share the stories, and, you know, this is becoming normal, (laughs) you know, uh, just lifestyle Christianity, if you will, for for even my girls, 13, 17, and 21. So that excites me more than some of even the experiences themselves.
1: Yeah, because what and just for any parents out there, I mean, you want to live a life of faith that you know you can live, so that you can be an example to your kids, so they can live the life, you know, even even more of that, right? That's right. And, uh, so but so many of us are just unwilling to really, I guess, be the fool, if you will, right. Or, <laughs> or make mistakes or not get it right. And, and kind of deal. Well, let's, let's just deal with that. So you've got some amazing stories and guys, listeners, you got to keep listening. Cause they're going to be, <laughs> they're really amazing. Um, but before we get into those, have there been times when you feel like, yeah, we misstepped or we missed it or nothing happened?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we have gotten places and names and go up to certain people. Hey, is this your name? Nope. And so, and we try to just adjust and see if there's any other point of connection we can make. But we have, you know, I remember walking up to a guy who's coming outside of Sears and i felt drawn to him i started going up to him i said hey you know would you allow me to pray for you and he said absolutely not and just walks away and i was just standing there (laughs) and the great thing was i got his name he did share his name and so Since then, I have periodically prayed for him, even though the initial encounter seemed to be an utter failure. Uh, But because I know his name, I can pray for him until I die, (laughs) and so, you know, fruit will come of that eventually. Um, But yes, we have had many times where we've stepped out, took a risk, and from our perspective, Uh, we just totally missed it. But I believe from God's perspective, just like watching your kids try something new for the first time, just the fact that they're trying it just excites you. And you're just loving it, because I many times watch my girls and I'll be grinning from ear to ear, even though from their perspective they're miserably failing. I love the fact that they're even trying, and I think that's the way the Lord is.
1: Yeah, so it reminds me of two stories I know. Uh, uh, One is Heidi Baker, where she basically said, yes, I have prayed and see blind eyes open, but That was after, you know, tens, if not a hundred plus times of praying for people and not seeing them healed. That's one testimony I've heard. Another testimony um, that I'm speaking of Sean Bowles, you know, he talked about, you know, obviously operates in extreme specific words of knowledge and revelation, but he talks about getting it wrong like hundreds of times right yeah and and now he's known for quote getting it right and i think that so few christians are 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 that hungry yeah you know 20 times of not getting it right it's sort of like okay like i'm done i'm not going to be i'm not doing this anymore
0: that's right too much of the fast food generation perspective
1: yeah yeah all right well awesome so let's you got some amazing stories um i'll let you i mean we kind of talked about pre-show so honestly where do you what would be a story that's on your heart that you would like to share
0: Uh, let me start with my daughter um, and that is the reason I want to start with that is because it's one of the most recent ones and it kind of connects even with the verse out of Revelation uh, the testimony of Jesus spirit of prophecy so a friend of mine recently moved from Danville to Redding California and he's an Edward Jones advisor so he's connected to Bethel out there and he calls me he says hey, um, I have a testimony for you. And I said, what is it? He said, my daughter was just healed from warts on her feet. And I said, oh my. And the reason why he called is because my daughter has had warts um, for over six years. And with her being a teenage girl and playing sports, these particular warts are visible and she just hates it. And so he walked me through what occurred with her, and he said, look, I just wanted to call you and let you know that God healed my daughter from warts and we're, we're going to begin believing for Danielle. And so he told me what happened. They just laid their hands on their daughter's warts and began to command them to go. So I told my daughter, I said, hey, guess what? Scott called and here's what he said about his daughter. I said, let's believe the same thing for your warts. So this was in February of this year. And so my daughter, each night for you know several uh, nights, would lay her hands on her warts and command them to go. Then, fast forward to May 2019. She's, uh, she jumps in bed one day, puts her uh, feet up in my face, which is where many of her warts were, and her warts were completely gone. And I said, Danielle, where are your warts? And she said, oh, Dad, they've been gone. And I'm like... What do you mean? (laughs) She said, yeah. She said, they've been gone for months. I said, why didn't you tell me? (laughs) She said, well, I forgot about it. (laughs) 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 And I'm like don't you know how amazing this is? She's like, Oh yeah. You know, she's but God heal me. It's, it's all good. And I'm like, yes. And so I call Scott back and then they put it on some uh, app with some guy from Bethel created this app called increase. And there's these testimonies from all over the world. So we, we already had before and after pictures. And so because of the healing, so I sent them out to Scott and he uploads them on that uh, app So it was just neat because of that testimony, it set the stage for my daughter to believe God could do it for her. And so she stepped out, took the risk of doing what was not comfortable for her, and that is, I am going to command these warts that had been a part of my body for six years to disappear. And so she started doing it by faith, and they did. (laughs) And so that was just dynamite.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So talk to me about that verse. So it's it's Revelations nineteen ten. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. How have you seen that flesh out in in people's lives? That's a great example, right? You hear a story, you have the faith. You know, it's a a testimony of Jesus healing somebody else. It's like, well, if they can do it for me, I can. You know, what's your thoughts on that?
0: But for me, it's, it's just so beautiful. Um, and I guess the way it played out in one of the most dramatic ways was, and this is part of one of the long stories, but it's just dynamite. And that is we met at Edward Jones in the conference area, started praying, and guys said, hey, uh, one guy said, I feel like we're supposed to go to Walmart. Another person confirmed it. And then we had another person said, I'm seeing the number eight. And then right before we left to get in the car to drive to Walmart, one person speaks up and says, hey, as I was praying in the spirit, the Lord said, do not get hung up on what you just heard. And kind of the context of define the word trunk. Is it tree? Is it elephant? Is it car? So he kind of left us thinking, okay, we might think of, Uh, Walmart we might think of uh, the number eight and we might miss it so be sensitive and be open to other things so um, another vision was when we got to Walmart I had had I personally had a vision of sitting in the subway inside of Walmart in one of the particular high tables so when I get to Walmart i walk straight to Subway and Subway was packed that day, and all of the high tables were taken except for that one. So I was like, okay, something's gonna happen today. (laughs) So so I'm sitting there, and uh, two of my buddies, we're we're with two guys, one guy is Shane, he takes off, goes to the restroom, another guy had a package, he said, hey, I'm gonna go return this, I said, okay, I'm gonna sit here and look for the number eight. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and I'm not seeing the number eight anywhere. And I sit there for a few minutes, and, you know, there's a ton of people coming in and out of Walmart, as you know. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there, and people are coming in out of the subway, and I'm looking everywhere for the number eight. And then all of a sudden, I see someone walk in, and instead of wearing their glasses, they had them clipped uh, vertical on the front of their shirt. And these sunglasses were shaped in a perfect eight. And the Lord said, hey, you see that? I said, yes. He said, the next person that walks in or the next person you see with sunglasses, that's the one. So literally for the next two to three minutes, everyone that came into Walmart, no one had sunglasses on. (laughs) No one. They didn't even have eyeglasses. I mean, nothing. And I'm sitting there going, okay, what in the world? Can you believe this? Nobody's coming in with glasses on then i see josh walking back towards me and i hear the lord say get up so i got up started walking towards josh and i saw that he was talking to somebody and the person had glasses on specifically sunglasses and the issue was because i was thinking evangelistic I'm like, okay, I know this guy, he can't be the one. So I just walk up to him, I said, hey Ed, how's it going? He's like, oh good, you know, he said, what y'all doing? I said, we're we're out praying for people. And uh, I just said, look, I'll see you later. And as I turned around, the Lord said, he's the one, ask him, he's the one. So I was like, oh man. Turned around, I said, hey Ed, is there any way we can pray for you? And he turns his hand over, he says, oh Joey, I was up, Throughout the night, two or three times, my arthritis right here in my hand, it's killing me. And he had a knot on his hand on the inside. And he says, the doctor basically said, my age and with all the things going on with my health, there's little to nothing he can do to help except manage the pain. And I said, well, look, let's pray. So Josh was there. Shane had just gotten back from the bathroom. We all laid our hands on his hand, started praying, lift our hands off of his hand, and that knot had completely disappeared. And Josh was sitting there reaching over pointing and touching the area where the knot was and my buddy Ed was sitting there squeezing his hand and we're all going, oh my goodness, it's gone, (laughs) it's gone. And Josh says, is there any more pain, do you feel better? And he's like, yeah, and he had a headache and his headache was gone as well. So. That was such an awesome thing. That was my first personal encounter with something disappearing right in front of my eyes. That was just, that was wow. (laughs) And uh, so fast forward, that was Monday, Wednesday evening, my senior pastor calls and says, hey, I cannot do Wednesday night prayer service. I need you to step in for me. And I was like, okay. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do on such short notice? He said, share the testimonies from Monday. So I start sharing about Ed, and I'm just walking through the whole story of how we met at Edward Jones Conference, praying, asking God to speak to us, and then leading us, and then he led us, and we, it happens exactly the way it did. And as I'm finishing sharing the testimony about God healing Ed's arthritis in his hand, this lady that's in her late 70s, her name is Gwen McDaniel. She just sits there and starts waving her hands at me. And I notice her and I said, Hey, what's going on, Gwen? And she just says, God just healed my hands. And I was like, Oh, well, good, great. You know, that's awesome, you know. <laughs> but I followed up with her the next day and I got the backstory. And the backstory was she couldn't pick up coffee to drink with she you know her coffee mug she couldn't lift anything over a certain weight with even both hands and her hands had been hurting her so bad and she was sitting there at the point of tears in that service and she's hearing this testimony about god healing ed's arthritis and so she cries out to god she says god what about me and the lord spoke to her directly While while I'm sitting there finishing the story, and he he says, Gwen, my daughter, what I want you to do is I want you to speak to your own hands and command them to submit to my word that you are healed. And so she did in that moment, and the pain left her to the point to where not only did she drink coffee the next morning when I was talking to her, she actually helped all the guys that packed up her house and moved it into the U-Haul for her to move near her family. She actually picked up furniture that it would have been impossible for her to pick up (laughs) over the last several years. And so I was calling to check on her to see how her hands were. And she's like, Joey, why are you calling asking about my hands? I told you last night, God completely healed me. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh, I'm sorry.
1: I, that's a fun story. I, you know, and I would say, if you're a listener, look, God is no respecter of persons. If your faith is being increased by these stories, believe, thing, believe for these things. Believe yes. for healing of your own warts or arthritis or other things that are in your body. You know, both of those examples are somebody not being prayed for, but them being directed by God to command their body to align to God's word. That's right. I mean, there was no, no Benny Hinn sensationalism going on here. It was just somebody saying, line up to God's word, body. And it does. That's right. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's exciting. Hey, um, so, so t- let's, let's go to the story about um, the lady that was was thin. I know that's a bad description. Oh, yeah. Kiara. Okay. Kiara, yeah. Yeah,
0: Kiara. Yeah, we met uh, at Edward Jones. And once again, you don't have to meet at Edward Jones. We just, it's a, <laughs> one guy lives 30, 40 minutes away, so it's just a central location. And uh, so we met there, and one guy gets Hardee's, another guy gets Kiara. Uh, person gets the picture of her Kiara dressed in a Hardee's uniform and then another person gets kind of the, um, that she was back in the back flipping burgers.
1: And so... And, and um, for those that don't know, Hardee's is like a, a local McDonald's in the South. So that's right. Fast for those that restaurant. don't know, yeah. Yes. And so, um, so and the person
0: said, Kiara looks like a toothpick so she's extremely skinny and so it was extremely descriptive uh, and the word promotion came up so all this stuff so what was neat was we're praying and we didn't leave immediately so this is what's neat about this story for me personally we stayed praying for quite a while after we got that information about kiera and even as we finished praying we were all getting ready to leave and then we all decided, hey, we all, we need to go to the restroom. So several of us go to the restroom first and then we get in the car and drive up the street just a mile and a half to Harding's. As we pull in, we're sitting there for literally 15 seconds, and this, uh, this girl walks out, skinny as a rail, and walks to her red car. Josh jumps out. It's like, that's got to be her. But the issue was she was not dressed in a Hardee's uniform. And so he said, she's not dressed in a Hardee's uniform, but she, she fits the description of everything I saw in my mind. So we, she takes off, and the cool thing was we wrote it all down on a piece of paper and he took the piece of paper with her with him to the car so he knocks on the door and says hey excuse me is your name Kiera and she's like yes and he says uh do you have a minute for me we typically always do our best to ask for permission Uh, that way they have the opportunity to say no Right. And so uh, we asked for permission. Hey, will you give me just a couple minutes to share a quick story? And so he shared with her the story in detail, and he had it written out in detail showing her on paper. (laughs) So she hops out of the car, and she's like, you are not going to believe this. She said, I was I went to church yesterday, and I was down at the altar, and I was crying out to God that I would not only get the job at Hardee's on Monday, but I would immediately get a promotion, and I was just asking God, please, please give me confirmation that you're hearing my prayer. And she says, and now, and she, she's an African-American young girl, and she says, and the funny thing is, God sent three older white men (laughs) To confirm it. <laughs> now, once again, Danville has has, has been known f- from a negative standpoint from a racial issue between black and white, and so it, this was such a beautiful thing for God to send three white guys to this black girl to confirm her heart's cry just the day before at church, and so she confirmed everything. She said, "Yes, my name is Kira." She said, uh, "I came here today for a job interview. Interview. I got the job." I I immediately got promotion in the back where they're flipping burgers. (laughs) And she said, uh, and she said, the only thing y'all got wrong was uh, there's one more E in my name. Mm. (laughs) So so it was just dynamite and so of course we prayed for her you know that she would be an ambassador of christ at hardy's and just have favor and uh get even more promotions and just just it was just beautiful so,
1: so uh so man all right now, I, I, you're reminding me of a story that you told me in the truck about a guy that was getting multiple um was having difficulty getting a job and he had was turned down several times do you know that? Oh yes. Yeah. Can you share that one, and then we can yep. get into the others.
0: Yeah, we were we were at Edward Jones Brain, and somebody says I see Sonic. Another person says I get the name Austin, and then uh, and we got other things that day. But uh, Sonic was the closest to the Edward Jones place, so we stopped first at um, at Sonic. And there was a guy cleaning out in the parking lot, and we all, right as we pulled in, every one of us said, "Hey, that's him." <laughs> so that was that was neat because we haven't had that we hadn't had that experience where everyone said that's him. So we get out and that was him. That was Austin. He um, he transitioned from cleaning in the parking lot to actually waiting on us. And we start ministering to him as he's taking care taking our order and stuff. And one guy says, "Hey, um, is your name Austin?" He says, "Yes," because he did not have a name tag. And he's like, "How did you know that?" <laughs> and we said, "Well, we're, we're Christians." He says, "Well, I'm an atheist." And we all said, "That's perfect," <laughs> which confused him. <laughs> and so it was just so funny. And uh, we were sitting there, and one by one, each guy ministered to Austin in a very custom-designed manner. The oldest guy said, "Hey, God told me. God revealed to me that that there's a father wound." And he wants me to to bring some healing to that today. And the guy was like, you know, his eyes wide open. He's like, yeah, I have a very difficult time with my dad. So we were able to pray with that, pray through that. Then another guy said, hey, Austin, uh, this may be new to you because it's brand new to me. I've never had this experience before. This is actually my first time going out with this group of guys. And he was from uh, uh, Blair's Baptist Church up the road. And so he was taking a big risk to, ju- to join us that day. And God <laughs> downloaded this image to his mind, and it was a job application. But on the job application, it was stamped, denied, 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 several times. And, and so he asked Austin, he said, Austin, does this mean anything to you? And his eyes got even bigger. He's like, oh, my goodness. He said... The He said, this is my very first job that I've ever had. The last several places, I went job application after application after application, and they were all denied. And they all were stamped red, denied, at the places I went to. And I was like, wow. (laughs) So what was neat was God got his attention they all blessed him because these business owners just poured out you know gave him the probably the biggest tips he's ever received working at sonic <laughs> and not only that one of the guy the couple of the guys dropped back by a couple weeks later and they noticed his tennis shoes were duct taped so they went to dick's and bought him like an 80 dollar pair of tennis shoes and dropped them off said hey god told us to to bless you with this So here's the thing. Has he made a step towards Christ yet? Uh, We would say yes, because God has been loving on him in so many creative ways. Has he come to new life yet where we go to church? No. Has he made a profession of faith? No. But we still love Austin. Anytime, you know, I think of him, I pray for him. When we drive by Sonic, my eyes will glance to see if he's out there. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It just changes my whole approach to driving out through the city.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I'm going to pause the conversation right there and pick it up next episode. See you then. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join The Fire Starters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.